Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Social media platforms exploit it. There's immoral advertising, violence, drugs, shootings, political upheaval. It's riddled in the fabric of our society. Immorality of all sorts conspire to drown out the voice of the Good Shepherd. Whose voice do we hear? And whose voice do we listen to? In our Gospel reading today, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees and the religious people, not his disciples. They have just seen him heal the eyes of a blind man, and they question Jesus' claim to be the Son of God. The man born blind now sees. 
And what he also sees is that Jesus is the Son of God. But the Pharisees, well, they're spiritually blind. So here's Jesus speaking to the religious leaders, the Pharisees. These are the chosen people of Israel who assumed their privilege and priority as the ones God has saved. They thought they were in like Flint. Jesus continues speaking using language like shepherd, gatekeeper, sheep, thief, bandit. They don't get it. It's like a deer looking in headlights. So Jesus goes on as if to say, think of it this way. Verse 7, he starts out very truly. When Jesus' friends says very truly, we better perk up and listen. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Powerful language. But what is the essence of Jesus' message here? Jesus is claiming his mission and his purpose. Abundant life is what Jesus offers. When I hear this scripture, I am brought back to the simple message we all know, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. So friends, what is salvation if it is not abundant life? An abundant life is not the prosperity gospel of do right, believe in Jesus, and you will be blessed materially and free from pain and no trouble. Jesus never says that. Jesus speaks of relationship that is twofold. First, that relationship between God and Jesus Christ and us is one of the trust and dependence. It's a relationship that enjoys the blessings of being led beside still waters and our soul being restored because that is healing. And only Jesus can provide that. But this relationship is also one that trusts and follows in spite of dark valleys we may encounter in our life. Because it's there where God's staff comforts us. We come into the pasture, into his presence, beside still waters, as we come to him with a vulnerable, humble, and open heart in a posture of prayer. Because here we are fed, nourished, and we know we are safe, even if our circumstances have not changed. It's in the stillness 
where we hear his voice. The abundant life is being in relationship with God, loving him and loving each other. But abundant life can look different in different places and to different people. For the bullied teen, it might be acceptance and an advocate. For the person steeped in addiction, it might be freedom from its bondage. For the person who is lonely, it might be meeting a friend. But the abundant life manifests itself as a response to whatever seeks to rob the children of God from their inheritance of life, purpose, and joy. We are not created to be loner sheep. Our abundant life includes one of community. Sheep live in flocks. Our walk with God includes walking with his people, his flock. Part of God's plan is to gather all sheep and bring abundant life to all whom God has created. No one is excluded. The gate allows us to come in and go out. Not necessarily, friends, to keep us pastured and comfortable. We are called to respond to the Great Commission in Matthew 28. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. In other words, what's that mean for you and me? Proclaim the gospel by our actions, words, and deeds. And as the old camp song goes, by your love. You'll know we are Christians by your love, by our love. Love has the power to change things. And God is love. It's quite simple. Now I want to ask you a question. Is there someone you love? I'm sure you're saying, well, of course there is. Well, so do I. I love God. I love my family. And I love all of you. But first John tells us that we love God because he first loved us. Any love we have at all comes from him because of that. We've got to let that sink in. Because if we can allow ourselves to accept and truly embrace this all-encompassing agape love, then the world will start to change. How, you ask? Look out there. Because God's love cannot be contained. It will flow from you like a rushing river and touch everybody you're around. You may not even know it. Most of the times you won't. Love has the power to heal, to forgive, to reconcile, and to attract others, most importantly, to the author of love. The one who loves so, so extravagantly that he willingly laid down his life for you and me. Now, if we struggle to believe 
it is this intimate and personal that it's not just God so loved the world, but you. And when he gazes into the world, he's gazing at you. If that sounds just too good to be true, that God Almighty, the creator of the universe, could really, really love me like that, then we must ask God to reveal to us through the power of the Holy Spirit that we truly are people who are the apple of his eye, as the scripture says. Because the closer we come to believing this, that we are God's beloved son and daughters, the deeper we grow in relationship and trust with our maker. Good news. We're not on this endeavor alone. The Apostle Paul tells us this. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Holy Spirit lives in us as believers. It's true. It's the Spirit of God that convicts us, changes us, deepens our faith, our ability to trust, and reveals the voice of the shepherd to us. We see the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our reading today and Acts. I, I love that reading. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit had taken place and this magnificent event changed everything. Peter and the whole community of believers are filled with the Holy Spirit. They can't contain it. Peter's life turned upside down. The doors blown off the hinges, so to speak. This is the same guy, along with the other disciples, who had just locked themselves in the room, frightened and trembling for fear of the Jews. And now he's a holy hurricane. I'm a visual person. So I picture myself there on the day of Pentecost. Wow, I wish I was. Mm. And I can hear Peter saying these things. Let me tell you about Jesus. He's full of extraordinary surprises. Be ready to reorient your life. Don't second guess him. Trust him. He is the gate to abundant life. So repent, be baptized. You're marked as Christ's own through the power of the Holy Spirit. Then all you can do is love him and let him love you back in ways you could never imagine. Follow him, obey him, and your cup will runneth over. You will be blessed, and goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And here's the best news. You will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's eternity. Our life is a grain of sand in comparison to eternity. 
Sounds like a fairy tale. It isn't. It's the story of the Good Shepherd. There's a wonderful Christian song some of you might know, Fat Shekinah plays it, and we join in singing with it. In the beginning lyrics are this. Open the eyes to my heart, Lord. I want to see you. What if we prayed that prayer? Open the eyes to my heart, Lord. I want to see you. And I want to see you in the eyes of my friend, my family member, the homeless person, the orphan child, the marginalized. I want to see you in me. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.